2: The first four hours were
3: simply in a bouche I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you the one not desert? Not for me. How uh, good? Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies. This one is a big one. Oh boy. He joins us at 10:30. I'm getting it right out of the way. Six years in the making. I'm getting it right out of the way. It's the first thing I'm going to say to him.
2: I don't know. I'm not going to hello. Be, I'm, it's, I'm it's, actually no. not going to be in here when you do it. Why? Oh, I've decided that uh, this is going to be this is going to be Lone Wolf. Oh, I'll do it. I don't care. I'm only doing it for you. I don't care about the other
3: side. <laughs> I, I'm only doing it because I owe it to you. I don't. I don't know why I'm putting such a burden on me. I I shouldn't do it for you. I should continue to to call myself Anthony Lyman and interview with him <laughs> and troll him. And be nasty about it, but I don't want to do that. This time I think we've all grown and we've all moved on. Just say on. you're
2: Nick Wilson this time. <laughs> and say mid a hundred times. Should I do that? <laughs> oh, my God. Should I
3: say, Michael, we stand for you in the movie Copland. Michael Rappaport joins us here in nine minutes. Uh, we do have time, though, since he joins us in nine minutes. Uh, no, I'm going to play it straight. I'm going to go, listen. Yeah. We had you on six years ago. Uh, we trolled you. We got into an argument with you because you were nasty with the Cavs. But the thing I regret about that, the only thing I regret about that, is that I said my name was Anthony Lyman when I told you. My name is not Anthony Lyman. It's Ken Carmen. And I don't know how he'll re- he'll respond. He might say, I don't care, whatever, and that's it. I mean, we got him to cuss us out. We had to dump him. He cussed us out at the end yeah, of the Yeah, my bet
4: is he's not going to care.
3: I don't think he will. But I'm saying it for Anthony, and I'm saying it for Kenny Kidd. Because Kenny was... Well, you almost... Kenny
4: was really disappointed. Especially in once he got mean there at the end, you could have cost Kid his job because we only have so much we can dump he out.
3: Cussed us clean out at the end of that interview. <laughs> he out. did not care. It was out there. In fact,
4: I don't believe I saved any of that audio. That was one of those things where we were like, we're getting rid of
3: that forever. Why did you want to ask him about his career so bad then?
2: Um, I don't know if it was necessarily about that. I think. That I am always, I'm always fascinated. Not just look, we don't just have celebrities on and and do that and go down the IMBD. Like that's that is what a lot of shows do, and I do think that's almost disrespectful in a way. Uh, I I am, I think, and I don't remember how we prepared for that interview, if at all. I know me and you didn't necessarily talk about what we were going to do in that interview, but there are certain things about anybody that's famous, whether it's an actor a musician, an artist, a businessman, a lawyer, just somebody that we know, if we know of them, Mm -hmm. there's always, I'm just really curious. I'm really inquisitive. My whole life I've always been that way. And, there's, and I hope people appreciate this in any of the interviews that we do, because I know you're the same way, Ken, yeah. that we want to ask questions that we don't think anybody else is truly going to ask, except for the ones you have to ask. There's always, like, if, if we had Will Smith on today, we'd probably ask him about Chris Rock and the special. You have to do that. But then I'd hope we'd ask questions that nobody else would ask. You hope that your show has some unique flavor in some way that you're not just regurgitating those things that everybody else. And when we have somebody like Jake Plummer on, we know that that's not necessarily going to be a tune in for everybody, so it's up to us to figure out a way to make that entertaining. So, part of me wants to apologize because you had a thing that you wanted to do with Michael Rapport last time because you didn't want it to be a normal, run of the mill pedestrian interview. I might have disagreed I at the was time. Mad
3: at him. I was just mad at him. I got worked. To, I got worked into a shoot, and I got mad at him. That was my fault.
2: Yeah. So I'm gonna do it. But but then you I'm know gonna, what? Gonna, Maybe it was me at the time. I was just like And it's for me. They're clearly doing a bit. He and Nick Wright were doing what I thought was a terrible, yeah. a terrible showmanship wrestling. Remember, they were promoting whatever show was on FS1 at the time, or or that was like the launch of their their first take type of programming. And I just remember that they were just doing bits to get noticed.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, part of me was like, Michael Rapport doesn't care if the Cavs win or lose. It's a, it's a total bit. But either way, here we are, all these yep. years later. Here we are. He has stayed. He over the years, I gotta say, for somebody like him who gets ripped on a lot, mm-hmm. and he'll just always be somebody. Well, like, hey, look at my bank account. Doesn't matter. I, I made good choices and bad choices in movies. Don't care. Always found work. He has found a way. To stay somewhat relevant for three different decades, which is not easy to do. I really wish
3: you would have seen Copland going into this. It's such a good movie. That's why
2: I said, this might have to be your baby all the way.
3: Copland really is a good movie. Um, We'll see how it goes. Uh, Real quick, we got five minutes to talk about Chris Rock. Yeah. What did you think? What, What was the reaction about the podcast we did about the Chris Rock and then... Chris Rock special and then what did you think I know you I gave you about two minutes to I know read. I still
2: I still can't see I just saw that uh like one of those UK websites said that he was embarrassed by Will it.
3: Smith Is, was embarrassed
2: by it embarrassed by the yeah. fact that he was the target of an entire special well really the last seven minutes he was the, yeah
3: it was the target of the last seven minutes yeah that's what he was um I uh I thought he shouldn't even put it over at all. I thought he shouldn't mention it at all.
2: Well, we were wondering should he watch it. I said, "There's you no said you, way. There's no way you could." Oh, I watch knew he it. would.
3: I knew he would. I knew he would. My whole thing was, I said, "You should." Right? I said, "I, I, if it were me, I probably wouldn't watch it, but I wouldn't have gone up there and slapped him in the first place."
2: So the al- and I would have left
3: Liz if she would have been cheating yeah. on me with my son's friend.
2: It depends who your arrangement was at a time. So.
3: I, your arrangement I, is you're allowed to just be embarrassed in front of the, in front of the entire some, world in an interview with your wife who cheated on uh, you? They
2: might have gotten off on that even more. I don't know. That might have been their thing. Okay. That's odd. I, that, They're bored. They're celebrities. They get everything they want. There's other things you can do for thrills. They've probably done all of it. <laughs> they
3: probably, I don't care, man. So, so the last bastion of fun is mm. b- to be humiliated <laughs> in front of everybody I, I, and to have your manhood basically taken away hey, by your wife in front of everyone. I
2: can't speak to whatever the hell is going on that is, in that house. That's sad. If they even live together. I don't know. I can't speak to it. But I I do think, like you said, you wouldn't have put them over. That, that these are all choices. And then everybody, everybody acts like they have the right choice. Uh I I do know this. Like, from a showbiz perspective, kind of would be cool if they never brought it up again. That's would have been kind of cool. But at the same time, there is going to be down the road, an opportunity for these two to be sitting in that. Everyone brings up Oprah. I don't care if it's Ricky Lake. I don't care if it's Oprah, Ricky Lake. I I do not care. As long as it ain't Jenny Jones, whatever it is, whatever it is, there's going to be an opportunity for them to do that. And I wouldn't be shocked if Will Smith as, up and slaps him as again. Pu- now you want to talk about showmanship and what would be an all timer if they just got into a fist fight and Will Smith bludgeoned him and then went to jail? No. Now that is a commitment to the bit. No. But they're going to have that opportunity to do it, and and a lot of people will say, "Hey, it's your chance to put all that childish stuff away," even though they were both grown men in their fifties. Uh, but it would be nice to some extent for some people to see them and have this whatever relationship it is or put this behind them and have a sit-down. I just got the sense that Chris Rock will absolutely never do that. Now, that is fresh coming off a special in which he was clearly irritated uh, and and extremely angry, but I do wonder, is there that opportunity for them to grow through this and five years down the road get together and do a full one-hour special and then kiss and make out at the end. Or whatever they would do. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Kiss and make up at the end. Oh, I meant make out. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm waiting on Michael Rappaport now. People are upset
2: that we're having Michael Rappaport on. Well, why would you be upset? I don't know. We have all sorts of people on. I don't know. We have all sorts of people we hate that are on the show. We
4: don't we tell you. We had a guy who does, what, northern Michigan hockey or whatever.
3: Uh, we had the Bass, Michigan Tech. We also Whatever. had the Bass Fisherman on. We had Roland
4: Martin on. Yes. Now, oh, that was a great one. That was during the that That's was. That's how you know pandemic. you're hitting with certain demographics. Yeah. My dad, who doesn't really listen, was like, you guys had Roland? How'd you get Roland Martin
3: on? We asked him, and he came on. <laughs> it was that simple. We had Bob Vila on. We did not have Bob Vila on. We should get Roland Martin, Martin on again and be like, hey, man, what you been up to? Give us. Give Catch us some, any more fish,
4: Raymond?
2: Hey, oh, why didn't we? <laughs> wait a second. Why did we not have him on to, to talk about the scandal of Northeast Ohio? Oh, my Ohio?
3: God. How did it
2: never oh dawn on God. us? Oh,
3: my God. Well, we're gonna, well yeah. now, they got, now they have like, they're putting uh, metal detectors up there. Oh, my God. I'll never forget that video. I'll never. I love that video. I mean,.
2: Oh my god <laughs>
3: the the story behind they got to make a Netflix documentary about that they need to make a Netflix documentary called We Got Weights and Fish. That's what they need to do.
2: <laughs> well, wait, what did the guy say in the background? Are you happy with yourself, Jake? That should be the name <laughs> of the documentary. The Are you
3: happy with yourself, Jake?
2: Still stunned that Every in that Every bleeping setting, fish. That was the one. That, that was the one. one. I'm still kind of amazed that a fist fight didn't break out.
3: I it was amazed. That they didn't
2: hold him well, down who, and guy, humiliate him. The
3: guy who was in charge. they <laughs> The other guy the, took off. They gave him a red belly, like in The Simpsons. Yes. Um The guy who was in charge, I can't believe that dude that guy gets so mad because they cut open the walleye, they he finds the weights and fish, he yells, We got weights and fish, and everybody's like, I knew it, those and they're yelling, and the guy himself is really upset. The um The judge. What a jackpot. The guy running it. What
2: a jackpot, because we know we talked about the first time. They all talked about the fact there were probably weights and fishes. (gasps) Exactly. They knew something was up. Exactly. But you still, there's part of you that goes, oh, man, we're going to cut this open, and this guy's going to get away with it again.
3: So they did that, and then the guy actually, the guy running it, I wish I remembered his name, the guy running it had the presence of mind going, don't touch them. Yes. Do not touch them. And then there's other people going, hey, there's money. Because at first you're like, man, they cheated in the thing. And then you realize, no, they did win a lot of money. They won like a bass boat doing this. Like this is this is this could be this could have legal precedent here. Wow, what a day that was. (laughs) I can't believe what a day that
2: was. What did those guys get sentenced? Did they get sentenced yet?
3: We got that video. I'm not sure. We got that video, and like an hour later, I'm like, Do I send this to Joe? And I sent it to you and Joe, Mm -hmm. and Joe's like, I've been up since five AM and people have been sending it to me all morning.
2: (laughs) <laughs> so you knew. Yeah, you knew that this one hit close going, Holy God, to home oh, in some areas.
3: Oh, my God. And then Barstool got a hold of it. Everybody got oh, a hold yeah. of it. It became a national thing. What a day that was. So always
2: was. remember that. When your our listeners are committing some sort of a crime, no matter how petty or how small or whatever, who's going to notice, just remember there's always the chance, especially now, that when you are caught, because it's such a ridiculous crime that you're committing You have a chance to ruin your life, be it how small, no matter what it is, no matter what little detail you think you're getting over on. It has a chance to be the national story for two days. It was on NBC Nightly News Uh as one of the main stories. You know, these guys have been high-fiving, going, we did it again. They are never going to catch us. And then part of them are like, even if they catch us, who cares? We have our money. Nope. National story. One of the leads on NBC Nightly News. Unbelievable.
3: What a day. What a day. The reason we had Roland Martin on, though, remember, I was Net Boy and I had the net. That's right. And my buddy Jake tried to, instead of me reaching over, he tried to flip it into the boat. He tried to flip <laughs> the bass into the boat and the bass came
2: off of Net Boy Ken. And he I remember was so that.
3: upset. He blamed me, which it was Jake's fault, but Jake's an idiot. But the best part of it was I
2: was so. <laughs> I said the
3: dumbest thing ever. I was so crestfallen. The bass, the bass jumps, the bass falls off the comes off the line, it goes back into the river, and I go, "Is it coming back?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I just I'd never seen anything like that. I did not know what to do. Like my buddy Jake and my buddy Brett, they fish every. My buddy Jake will go out right after work and fish until the sun comes down, and he does it four days a week. At least. And the weekend, they go to a tournament every weekend. Oh it's, it's kind of annoying how dedicated they are. Because I told you, you can't just relax and have fun. Because they got eight rods out and they're, they're going. I mean, it's a, it's a physical activity with them. And, and I got just, the net boys. And I'm just sitting there on the chair just trying to do whatever. And I asked that stupid question and it became, because I asked such a stupid question,
2: it became my fault. And I didn't I didn't even get to go out last year. I didn't even get to go out and do it. Didn't we have another boating guy on because you saw his boat on vacation? Yes,
3: it was called the Fat Chick Magnet. (laughs) I didn't name it. He did, and he was a
2: doctor. And he's Uh, like,
3: this is not the first
2: radio interview I've done over my boat. And that was the caliber of guests that we were fixated on back at the start of the show when we got together and said, how can we make this show different and better than all the rest? Well, we're going to have the Chick Magnet on. That's how we're going to take this show to the next level. Hit all our bonuses. Yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> it's a different Thank, time. I,
3: I, credit words do. I give Andy credit for being patient with us because uh, there were some days there that weren't very good. Do we have him yet? Owens. T-
0: okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Talking All right, let's put him through, put him through. Uh, he's appearing uh, at the Improv. Get tickets, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, clevelandimprov.com. Do we have him yet on? Do we have him through? Michael, do you have us? Yeah, how you doing? We're doing okay. Michael Rappaport joining us on the show. He's the host of his podcast, the worldwide phenomenon called I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. So I'm going to get this out of the way right now. We had you on the air about six years ago during the Cavs finals. All right?
5: Yes, I remember.
3: Okay. I'll say this. All right. We trolled each mm-hmm. other, and the thing I have to say is I said my name was Anthony Lyman. My name is Ken Carmen. So I apologize to Anthony about that. Michael, thank you for joining us. <laughs>
5: just- uh, how are you? I'm I'm glad to be talking to you. We could we could continue to troll each other. Um, no, I, wanna- I remember that time um, very well. It was a great time as a sports fan. Um, obviously, it, was, it didn't work out that well for the Cleveland Cavalier fans, but nonetheless, you guys won probably one of the most dramatic NBA championships of all time, which is something my New York Knicks haven't done since nor before that. So, listen, you win some, you lose some.
3: Well, Lima was my co-host, Anthony Lima was mad at me because he did want to ask about your career. And I got to tell you, I've seen Copland several times. I enjoyed Copland. Like, there's a lot of things that you have done that I have enjoyed. So it's nice to actually talk and not troll and and to enjoy it. And I'm glad you're coming to Cleveland, and I'm glad you're coming to the Cleveland Improv. So I got to ask, since then, how have you been?
5: I have been great um i'm excited about performing in cleveland i'm pre- excited about uh performing all weekend at the improv you know things have been good a lot has changed in the world since uh we last spoke uh but i feel like also things are starting to get um you know normal and regular now and um you know i can't complain i can't complain i, I, I am looking forward to uh you know uh being out there and uh, you know i'm having a good time uh being on the road
2: uh, Michael, I should say, and we have a great relationship with the fine people at uh, the Improv, and we also have a fine relationship with the people at the other club hilarities in town. I got to say, not everybody can do either room. I'm very impressed with the guys that can do either room, and people in comedy certainly know what I'm talking Do The rooms, they attract they, they different audiences, and you have the ability to, I think, go into any room and and absolutely kill. I don't think everybody can just. I don't think Jerry Seinfeld could necessarily do that. Michael Rapport.
5: Oh well, that's that's good. That's good. Um, I don't know the difference between the rooms. Oh come on. Um, what
3: do you mean you don't know the no, difference I've, between I've the never, rooms? I've actually never been to hilarities. I'm sorry. I have well, no idea. Well, yeah, I've been to the improv I, several times.
5: I I don't know that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker, so I, I mm-hmm. I've, I've never performed in either room. Um. You know, I, I'm genuinely saying I have no idea uh, of more what of an urban is. room. Oh. Got you, got you. Right, you know, I know what? I, I I am fortunate to um be able to do all the things I get to do. You know, I've been doing this for so long. You know, I've been a you know a, a, an actor for so long and a performer for so long, and you know, I, I'm really just appreciative of all the opportunities that I get. I'm appreciative of 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 the you know the fans and uh you know like i said um you know as, as much trash talking as i as i like to do and as much you know fun as i like to have breaking chops you know the the, the real me is a, is a very um you know hard-working appreciative um you know relatively uh, a humble regular person uh and uh, you know I, like i said i just am fortunate to be doing this for 30 plus years now and, and uh, you know I get excited every time I come to a city I've never performed in and uh, you know I, I love the, the, uh, the, the fandom of the Cleveland uh, 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 community and uh, you know as much as you know uh, I had fun you know bringing the broom to the arena and you know stirring things up it's all fun and games and you know I make fun of all of it you know on stage because I think specifically sports fans, we're out of our minds. You know, whether we're winning, whether we're losing, uh, 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 whether you're eating horse dung like the gentleman. You see, that really incited me. i got to be honest. Let's be honest. The gentleman who ate the, ho- the horse dung at the parade when the Cavaliers won, when I think back on that, I feel like that's something you do when you lose a bet. <laughs> That's not something you do when you win a bet. That's not something you do when your team wins. That's something you do like, oh, I, I bet that the Cavaliers were going to win, and then they lost, and now I have to eat horse dung. I just never seen anybody celebrate that way, you understand? <laughs> and that threw me for a loop. But that doesn't mean that – he was a man – see, also, that was a man on fire. That was just one person eating horse dung. Unless I missed other videos of other Cavalier fans. See, that person should have been dealt with by Cleveland people because he put out such a bad sort of statement for the general population of the people of Cleveland. Because, like I said, there's millions of people in Cleveland, yet the one person who got all the notoriety was the, the gentleman. And I'm saying gentleman with air quotes because that's far fetched to call a person who's eating horse dong as a celebration a gentleman. So anyway, uh, like I said, it, it was a fun time being there. Um, I'm looking forward to some good food. One thing I was wrong about is I know the food uh, community and the, the 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 restaurant community is is very very good in um, in Cleveland. That was one thing that I was wrong about when I was I was out there. Mm.
2: Michael Rapport with us, uh, our long awaited return of Michael Rapport to this <clears throat> radio show. Hey, we were talking getting <clears throat> into this, and it's been a lot over the last uh, week the Chris Rock response to Will Smith. Mm, Yes. What did you think of his performance? Uh, It surprised some people Mm -hmm. how angry he was at the end of that set. Did you think he was on top of his game? How good of a response do you think it was?
5: Well, I think the response was great. You know, I think Chris Rock is, you know, one of the great comedians. It's all sort of, you know, uh, um you know, matter of discussion and opinion, and and, and obviously he's one of the greats, uh, if not the greatest. I, I've been a fan, like everybody, for years. Um, I watched it twice. One thing that I will say, I felt like the fact that it was being recorded live, live, live on Netflix and the emotion that, that Will Smith incident um, you know, spurred from fans, spurred obviously from him, his friends, his family. I felt like in the moment of that particular performance, he got a little bit angry, like I felt like you could feel the anger, and I would bet Chris Rock ran that set, let's just say fifty to sixty times all the way through that exact set, fifty to sixty times, but I felt like because it was signed like you know like in the back of his his head he's He's thinking, this is live, this is it, I'm getting it all out. I felt like he, his, his true emotions sort of, I mean, just nitpicking, you know, sort of got in the way, like he flubbed that one joke about concussion and mm-hmm. emancipation. And, and and I guarantee you, if he ran that set 50 or 60 times, that's the only time he's ever done that. Um, that being said, I understand why that would happen. I understand uh, uh, why he's... You know, uh, is still pissed about it. I understand that that was his time to get his jokes off. And, and hopefully, um, you know, you know, uh, we could all move on from it because it, it's been a, uh, you know, a great sort of conversation piece for the last year. I think it's, it's time for particularly them to move on and, uh, uh, um, you know, for some new controversy to, to because this has been a good one. We've had fun with this for about a year now.
2: Uh, Michael, we have gotten to the point with everybody trying to get famous, influencers all over the place, and so many videos <clears throat> everywhere that have everybody responding <clears throat> in unison, fake, made up, didn't happen. Once and for all, did the snowball incident with you when you were doing an Instagram rant and you got <laughs> pelted with a snowball, was it a work?
5: I I cannot confirm I cannot deny what happened that day. Um, I know that just like Chris Rock, that snowball hurt me. Um, Have you ever been hit in the face with a snowball from close range? So uh, I go back and forth on on what happened, how it happened. Uh, We refer to that in my life, in my camp. I say camp with with, uh, air quotes uh, uh, as snowball gate, snowball gate and and, like i said I, I I'm still putting the pieces together of how, why, and what happened on that infamous day of february twenty twenty two when I got hit with the snowball.
3: Michael Rappaport joining us on the show. Uh, were you a comedian before an actor?
5: I was um my first goal, my first idea of getting in the show business was to be the next Eddie Murphy. Um, I wanted to be a comedian, and and this is 1989. I was 19 years old. I wanted to be a comedian that would uh, inevitably uh, eventually, you know, become an actor, in the same way that a lot of comedians at that time were becoming actors. But I never imagined being a dramatic actor, or uh, you know, just a versatile actor. Um, and I started doing comedy when I was 19, and I did it for a few years. But as soon as I would do comedy, um, I would get called in for auditions, and the auditions were all things that were, you know, uh, they had dramatic undertones or overtones. I don't know what. They had dramatic tones. (laughs) And once I started acting, and and the first time I went into an audition, like, it was literally like, this is what I want to do. This makes sense to me. This is what I want to do. This is, this is, it came easy to me. And, you know, I, I, grew up wanting to be a basketball player. Um, I, 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 that was my real dream, you know, and I wasn't anywhere near uh, good enough to become a division one, division two, II, division three, division four basketball player, but that was my dream. And as much as I practiced and dreamed and, and hoped that I'd be a basketball player, the minute I first like read sides, uh, and, and audition the, the first time I read a script and audition to act, it was literally like this is what i'm doing and i knew right away that's what i was going to do and there was no doubt there was no confusion it was like um you know how you see those videos of, of when they teach babies to swim when they're young mm-hmm. like that's what it felt like to me like i was like this is what i'm doing and um in the last few years i started uh doing stand-up comedy again because i felt like i had you know something to say i felt like i i, I you know wanted to do something that was you know where i had Full responsibility, where I had full control, and and I could articulate um, and and uh, um, you know express myself in a different way. So, I love doing stand up. Um, you know, it's it's the only medium where you're, you know, you're the performer, the director, you 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 edit, you you do the sound, you, like it's all on you, and I and, and I love that. And it's you know when you look at like the great comedians, there's a reason why you can continue going because as long as you're living and absorbing life. Uh um you know, I think you have a uh, uh you know gets to do some fun stand up comedy and, and and I think that's what um you know I'm getting a chance to do now.
3: Michael Raport joining us on the show. He's coming up at the improv very shortly. Uh check it out, clevelandimprov.com Um I, I mentioned you were in your prison break, you were in Copland. I you, Big Fan is actually a surprisingly good sports movie. I don't know if Tone's ever seen that one. Uh, what was your favorite project? What was your favorite role? What has been your favorite role? You're still acting, but what has been your favorite role?
5: You know, it's hard for me to say. You know, I mean, when I, I, I look back over the years, it's you, you know, I, there's, there's, I've gotten a chance to do so many things. True Romance was a great film. Copland was an incredible film and just such an exciting thing to be a part of with so many actors. that means so much to me to this day and, and working with them, you know, there were like truly some of my acting idols, you know, with Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone. Um, I had a great time doing the last season of uh, only murders in the building with Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Um, You know, there's been a, been a bunch of things and, and uh, you know, I, I just, you know, there hasn't been uh, many days in, in the 30 years that I've, been been working that I, I I don't sincerely look forward to showing up to work. I, I usually get to work early because I'm excited to be there. So I I um there's a big part of me that's a fan um, uh, of 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 what I do. There's a big part of me that still gets very excited to to be on a, a movie set or a television set or walk out in front of a a, a packed crowd like I'm expecting to do uh, this weekend at the Cleveland Improv. Nandy, can I just can I just pat myself on the back for that segue? What a what a it segue! Good.
3: It was a good one. T-shirt.
5: I mean, what? I mean, what a segue! Let's come on. There's not a lot of people that I'm, I mean. I'm I'm, I'm 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 in the moment, and then boom, left turn segue, boom, right turn segue, and then we're back, and
2: then I throw it back to you. Come on, man. And Come I
3: was, on. And I, You gave me a perfect setup for two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Tickets at clevelandimprov.com.
2: I, I know you're a big sports fan. I know you got to go soon. I, I just want to know because a lot of guys making waves. Kendrick Perkins is saying some stuff that, that seemed inflammatory, being accused of being racist. Who's the worst sports commentator out there today? Man, it's hard to say the worst. Uh, just start naming guys.
5: Uh, I, I mean – you know, I think people have their their days. You know, I didn't I didn't like the, the 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 Kendrick Perkins thing. I think it's ridiculous. Um, you know, I think it's um I think it's ridiculous. I think in this day and age, um if a uh, a white commentator had said something similar, he would be fired and or suspended. I don't think that people commentators Radio hosts should be fired or suspended for saying things that are quote-unquote inflammatory um, because we say them in real life. You know, race in sports is always an issue. Race in basketball particularly is always an issue. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, films and sports films. One of the most iconic sports film ever is White Men Can't Jump. Um, you know, a, a, a race will, will always be a, a, something associated with sports, you know, for, for better, for worse, for the Colin Kaepernick of it all, for bringing us together. And at times, you know, um, the, the reality that people have feelings and people gravitate to who they like because they might look like them. Uh, that being said, you know, I think that uh, the Joker should be the MVP if the season ended today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, 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 you know, as far as white players doing well and winning MVP, you know, we have the Joker, we have Dirk Nowinski, we have Steve Nash. Uh, these aren't even Americans. Let us have our glory. We have nothing. We don't even have any white American basketball players. These are all foreigners. Uh, can't we at least have a few MVPs every now and then, Kendrick Perkins, relax. Calm down. It, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But the Joker's the MVP. Yes, he's fat. Yes, he's doughy. Yes, he looks like uh, he, he shouldn't be running up and down a basketball court. Uh, but he's an incredible player who doesn't dunk. Uh, he's an incredible player who's you know, averaging a triple-double. I don't think he st- pads his stats. As much as I love R- Russell Westbrook, and I did love Russell, Russell Westbrook, I believe that Russell did at times pad his stats. That doesn't make me a racist nor favor white or black basketball players. Um, you know, um, so I think the whole thing is, is crazy. And I, But I do not like the idea that unless – listen, if you say some crazy things, you know there should be ramifications. <laughs> but if you say something that <clears> – <throat> you know, gets people in their feelings. I don't think people should be suspended. I think people have differential opinions. Like I said, you know, you cannot talk fairly on both sides about race in sports, on television, in media. That's just a fact and where we are today in 2023. That's just a fact. You cannot do it fairly and equally um, because you, you wind up getting yourself suspended and or fired. Strong
3: from Michael Rappaport. With Jokic, I I will tell you, um, getting I've only get to I only get to see him like a handful of times yeah. a year. He seems to float from position to position, spot to spot on the floor, I should say. But like when I get to watch everybody else, I'm like, okay, this guy, he's definitely the MVP. I disagree with you on Russ, though. I gotta tell you, I'm a huge Russ fan. I've been a huge Russ fan, Michael. I'm not trying to get you upset. I don't I, I think that he's had to lead so many times and they've just given him the ball. I don't believe he was, I don't believe he was stat padding.
5: You know, I mean, we, we'd have to go back and look. I just remember feeling, uh, one of those years that he was, that being said, I mean, I would do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, these guys are human beings and they have egos, obviously. I mean, Russell Westbrook is, you know, love him, hate him. you know, this, that, and the third He obviously has an ego. I mean, Russell Westbrook plays with so much passion and determination and plays so hard. Um, You have to appreciate how incredible his career has been. It's a shame that he's sort of been the the, 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 the bane of jokes and, you know, been moved around uh, so much. And and that some of it is on him. I feel like he hasn't been able to adjust. I feel like he only knows one way to play but um you know it's it's incredible to watch when it's working and they, you know at times it's funny to watch when it's not not working that being said it, it's a it's a, it's an incredible career uh, the guy's sickly ridiculously good and i would love to have you know 12 guys that play as hard as russell westbrook every single night the guys uh you know just an incredible you know competitor
3: Michael Rappaport, he's at the Cleveland Improv. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, clevelandimprov.com. Michael, we thank you very much for the time.
5: This was awesome. I appreciate it real quickly. Mm. Real quickly. Mm. If there's one meal, I don't care what kind, if there's one meal that I need to eat while I am in Cleveland, I want to hear your opinions, and uh, 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 we could also... Uh, uh, I have uh, uh, the opinions of of other people chime in. I would like to know one meal from you two gentlemen, and I say gentlemen, do no I, air quotes.
3: Do I tell him, we I, tell him Slimans? I,
2: I, well, I mean, it's, it's yeah. Slimans, I it depends. You do you don't. want authentically Cleveland, or do you want a great restaurant night out?
5: I want one meal that you two people, you two gentlemen, no air quotes, you didn't eat horse dung, you two gentlemen go, this is going to be, Rappaport's going to be happy with this.
3: I would say slimans, right?
2: I, yeah, I mean, it's but that's corned beef. But, the, but I know, yeah.
3: but the, I mean, he wants an authentic Cleveland thing. How, what's what's more authentic Cleveland than that? I mean, there's great yeah. restaurants here. Johnny's yeah. on Fulton. Does he want to do that? Uh, Owen, what, Owen, what Johnny- uh, uh, Owen nodded his head. Get involved in this. You're the restaurant. Well, wow. you're not a restaurant tour, but you're
4: a foodie
5: yeah. You're, over you're the there. foodie, Owen? Owen. You're the foodie.
3: Well, there's a couple places I'd say.
4: Do you want oh, the real God, Cleveland the experience? Go to the Rally Inn, get the Polish boy. Oh, you got to do that. Okay, if you yeah. want a great a great meal, go to Lago
3: and get lobster gnocchi.
5: Yeah, you can wow. do that
3: because it's right it's it's right up the road from the Improv. I mean, you can go to the Rally. What's it inn called?
5: Lago, L A G O. Yep. Yeah,
3: that's on the other
4: All side.
5: Right,
3: so we got you're on the you're on the. West Bank
4: of the Flats to to perform go-across on the East Bank of the Flats. And that's where Logan is. All
5: right. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. I appreciate uh, uh, the support. And I'm looking forward to a uh, kick-ass weekend uh, up there with you guys.
3: All right, Michael, thank you for the time.
5: All right, you guys, take it easy. You guys have a good weekend.
3: You too. Michael Rappaport joining us on the hotline.
2: What an interview. I'm uh,
3: glad I got that off my chest about how I, I said I was you.
2: Are we getting into Kendrick Perkins tomorrow? I mean, he they had to apologize. I know. For what he said. Will our show and our callers be responsible enough? And do you think we will be responsible well, enough? We,
3: I know you and I will be responsible enough. I don't know. I bet
2: you there are some shows that don't want to talk about that in this climate. I mean, if you want to, but. I mean, I just got called a racist because I said Lamar Jackson was average the last two years.
3: I still think he was above average, and he wins a lot of games. He's the—I re- know, QB wins is the thing. They win a lot of games because uh, of Lamar Jackson, yes do. so don't even give me that they stuff. They do, 100%. But you're not a racist, for crying out loud. You you just have a—I have a higher opinion of Lamar Jackson than you do. You didn't say it was bad. because that
2: didn't used to be the case. I was fawning over Lamar Jackson at the start I of I used to
3: like Lamar Jackson. I didn't like him as much as you did, but I, I really like Lamar Jackson. I Lippity still like Lamar Jackson. floppity
2: on both of our accounts.
3: I never didn't like Lamar Jackson. I like Lamar Jackson. That's the whole point of it. Which I I don't know. This whole can I ask you something? Go ahead. I the go. whole Deshaun Watson two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed. He wants more. You think that's planted? You think that story's planted? That the what? Because I got people going. Okay, Ken, would you give Lamar Jackson more than Deshaun Watson guaranteed? Oh, that he wants that much? Yeah, guaranteed. Oh. I don't know. Hmm. We'll discuss it. Yes. At some point. too yes, we will.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better